Kate Elizabeth Warren. She's a Massachusetts senator running for president. And following her performance in the first Democratic presidential debate in June, she's now among the top tier of candidates. Warren's running on a progressive platform, calling for decriminalizing border crossings, abolishing private health insurance to create a system that covers everyone, free college tuition, and attacks on the super wealthy. Warren's hoping this message will resonate with liberal California voters. And as you're about to hear in our interview, Warren seemed fond of the word fight. Now, we recently caught up with her ahead of a rally in Reno. Today on the podcast, we're bringing you that full conversation. We start our interview talking about her personal ties to the state and her plans to appeal to voters here. I'm Brian Anderson. You're listening to California Nation. We are not going to have a circus here. But we just left pleasure for paradise. Can you please hug me? (laughs) Do not worry, Dutch is not here today. We, We clearly learned our lesson. These are not ordinary times. And this will not be an ordinary election. So I have family in California. Uh, my daughter and her husband and our three grandchildren are all in Southern California. Our uh, son and his wife live in California. Shoot, I'll tell you the first time I came to California though, it was when I was a girl. Uh, all three of my brothers joined the military and the two oldest ones were both stationed in California at the same time, one at Vandenberg and one at Riverside. So you got the California ties. What are your your plans to win in this state? It's a very progressive place. What's the strategy? So, look, the strategy is to get out there and fight for what I've been fighting for for pretty much all my grown-up life. I spent a big chunk of my adult life studying why families are going broke in this country, studying why America's middle class has been hollowed out, working on why it is that people who work hard, who play by the rules, find the path so steep and so rocky, and for people of color, even steeper and even rockier. And the principal answer, it's about a government that just doesn't work for them. A government that's working great for those at the top, a government that's working great for those that can hire an army of lobbyists, a government that works great for giant drug companies, just not for people trying to fill a prescription. And that's the thing that we could change come 2020. We get enough people in this, we can take our government back and we can make it work not just for a thinner and thinner slice at the top, we make it work for everyone. And a lot of people are looking for a progressive candidate in California and they think of Bernie Sanders back in 2016. What differences, if any, do you see between yourself and Senator Sanders? Uh, I've known Bernie and been friends with Bernie forever and ever and ever, long before I ever got into politics. And, you know, I'm not, I can't talk about Bernie and what Bernie wants to do, he'll get out there and make that case. But for me, I know why I'm in this fight. I'm in this fight because I believe that a government that works for those at the top and not for everyone else is corrupt. We need to attack that corruption head on. We need to fight back against the influence of money in Washington. And we need to restructure parts of this economy. So I'm big on a wealth tax, two cents 
on the biggest fortunes in this country, the top one-tenth of one percent. And here's the amazing thing. You know what you can do for two cents, two cents, on the top fortunes in this country? We could provide universal childcare for every baby in this country age zero to five, universal pre-K for every three-year-old and four-year-old. We could raise the wages of every childcare worker and preschool teacher up to the professional levels they deserve. We could, in addition to all of that, provide universal technical school, community college, four-year college for everybody who wants it. We could put $50 billion into historically black colleges and universities and minority-serving institutions. The list could go and on. <laughs> one more, and that is we could cancel student loan debt for 95% of the people who have student loan debt. And here's the deal. I've got this pay for, the wealth, the wealth tax. What we can do with it, it's well-supported around the country, not just Democrats. You know, a majority of Republicans think we ought to be doing that wealth tax and that we ought to be canceling the student loan debt with that money. And I want to get into the issues, but I just have to ask, have you sure. and Senator Sanders formed a pact not to attack each other? <laughs> you know, we just don't attack each other. Okay. It's not about a pact. Bernie's been my friend forever, and I've been his friend forever. So to the policies, uh, I know that you support a Medicare for All plan I do. that abolishes private insurance. How will you get there, given that just two other Democrats on stage with you raise their hands to that question? So here's where I start. Um, like I said, I study why families go broke. And one of the main reasons is the cost of health care. And it's not just folks who don't have insurance. It's folks who have insurance, but the insurance just doesn't cover most of their health care costs. The co-pays are huge. Right now, the insurance industry has inserted itself right in the middle of our healthcare system. They took $23 billion out of that healthcare system last year in pure profits. So how do you get to abolishing them? Well, so here's where you start. You talk with people across this country about how we make a healthcare system work. People understand it is not sustainable to have an industry right in the middle that made $23 billion, and how did they do it? by raising your premiums and then denying you coverage. That's not sustainable. And so we have people all across this country. I do selfies after every single one of these town halls. And you know the things people talk to me about? They talk to me about children who've had heart surgery. A child I met just the other day who had had brain cancer. So is Pre-existing conditions. Is Medicare for all just the destination at the long term, or is that where you want to start as president with that big plan? So that is the plan. That's where we need to go. But I'm a co-sponsor on Bernie's bill, and as Bernie puts in it, we got to have a transition. You know, it's going to take a transition period to get there. That's that's built right into Bernie's bill. But the key is that we have to agree on where we're headed, and where we've got to be headed is the best possible health care coverage at the lowest possible cost. And sucking $23 billion out of the system, not gonna get us there. Quick yes or no, repealing 1325 of immigration. Are you in favor of that? So I am. Uh, I think that uh, uh, the whole notion of criminalizing uh, the approach to uh, uh, coming across the border without documentation is not making anybody any safer. And that we just need to be in a, a different position on this. It's um, 
uh, really important on immigration, that we concentrate our resources on the people who pose threats to us, and that's not children. It's not mamas fleeing uh, terror from gangs down in Central America. It's not people who come here trying to build a life, who have family here. And, and I just have, I know we were limited on time, and I just had two really sure. quick ones I wanted to get at. Mm -hmm. Just as you released your taxes, thank you for I that. Bet. We reporters love it when you release you taxes bet. for the bet. last 10 years, and uh -huh. it shows that you and your husband have made more than $10 million over the last decade uh -huh. uh, in gross income. Should people be concerned by the wealth you've accumulated? Look, Bruce and I both uh, grew up without much, and I am the first to say, and so is he, how deeply fortunate we have both been. I graduated from a commuter college that cost $50 a semester. Times have changed a bit. Yes, it has, and you know, that's what really worries me. And also, I think about that a lot that the opportunity I had that opened doors for me, my daddy ended up as a janitor. We didn't have the money for me to be able to go to school, but that opportunity gave me a chance in life. I want every kid to have an opportunity. That's why I'm in this fight. It's why I believe that it's time for us to say that all of our public colleges and universities should be tuition and fee free. And really lower the barriers. One of the reasons I want to put $50 billion into historically black colleges and universities and minority-serving institutions, I think a lot about how to level the playing field. So opportunities are not just going to those at the top, but opportunities are going to everyone. Last one, I hear from people who say, I want someone who can beat Trump. Yep. Uh, and it's very early in polling, uh, yeah. but people see Sanders and Biden in these head-to-head -head hypothetical matches with Trump doing better. Why do you think you're the person to beat Trump? So, you know, I've been around this block before. Um, I had never run for public office uh, back in 2012 when a very popular Republican incumbent who already at that point had $10 million in the bank and a 65% approval rating came up for re-election. And people called me and said, um, you should run. Nobody else was going to really take this gun. You should run. You should definitely run. But do keep in mind, uh, you're not going to win because you're a woman and Massachusetts is not going to do that. They had never elected a woman to the Senate or to the governor's office. Um, but get in there and run anyway. Now, my first response is Democrats get a better sales pitch. But my second response was to say, you know, Sometimes you just got to get in there and fight. And that's exactly what I did. So I made two promises to myself when I got in that race. I would make every single day count. And I did. Every single day I talked with some group of people, someone, about something that mattered a lot to me, like canceling student loan debt, like universal child care opportunities, like expanding housing and making it more affordable. I talked about those things with people. And the second thing I did is every chance I got, I'd meet a little girl and I'd say, hi, my name is Elizabeth. I'm running for the Senate because that's what girls do. And I stayed in that fight every single day. I started out down 17 points. And in the end, 
I beat him by seven and a half points. I know how to fight. I know how to win. Senator Warren, thank you so much for taking the time. It's great having you. Thank you. Good to be here. Thank you so much for tuning in to our latest candidate conversation. We'll be back in your feed in a couple weeks with a new episode. Until next time, I'm Brian Anderson. This is California Nation.